0: Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, next week kicks off March Madness.
0: There's the pass to Leitner. Puts
1: it up. Yes! An estimated 50 million people fill out a bracket each year. So as you finish filling out yours, you might want to tip your pencil and say thanks to Jody Haggerty, the late and loud Staten Island bar owner who is the godfather of bracketology. It is an invention turned cultural phenomenon, and it nearly sent him to federal prison. Haggerty owned a bar called Jody's Club Forest, and he was a man of many questions. After he died in 2016, a local newspaper columnist wrote, quote, You never knew what to expect when you walked into Jody's. What the topic of the day might be, that was one of the glories of the place. In early March of 1977, the conversation topic was the upcoming NCAA basketball tournament. Haggerty asked his patrons to predict the winners in each game. They printed out the pairings, picked their winners, and paid $10 a pop, 88 people, $880, winner-take-all. Turns out, people enjoyed making predictions. The pool grew year after year, to the point where there would be actual traffic jams trying to reach the bar. And the bar could barely keep up. Haggerty's son, Terrence, told the public radio sports show Only a Game, that the bar started getting into computers. And that's when the pool really outgrew its humble origins.
0: We had a computer guy, he had a program for it. You know, we had probably 30 people inputting picks in. We had different houses on Staten Island and, you know, in basements and it was, uh, (laughs) it was interesting.
1: The prizes grew so large that reporters began covering the event, which apparently gave people the idea to start their own pools around the country including your office bracket. But Jody Haggerty never relished the press' attention. In fact, he probably knew that the attention on his pool and its giant jackpots could lead to trouble. Tax trouble. Bill Littlefield, the host of Only a Game, asked Terrence Haggerty if the prize money was hidden in a box under the cash register. Here's the response.
0: I don't know if I really want to get into specifics about like how they were paid. If you if you can understand what I'm saying, like I know it was a long time ago, but it's something I know that you know we're not one thousand percent comfortable, you know, talking about. You know what I mean? I hope you understand what I mean.
1: Understood. In two thousand five, the winner took home a one point five million dollar prize. The winner was officially named as nobody. N-O-E-B-O-D-Y so the IRS wouldn't come looking for its piece of the winnings the 2006 winner apparently reported his winnings though and then the IRS began an investigation that led to Jody Haggerty pleading guilty to tax evasion he got two years probation so Haggerty ended the country's largest March Madness pool blaming the media for attracting too much attention it was a huge story Even Sports Illustrated covered the downfall. The headline on their story? March Sadness. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.